Welcome back to Take Us McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour, where we explore the many issues that arise due to aging, unexpected dis disability, and illness. I'm your host, Tim Takis, and today we are talking about the topic of opioids and how this crisis, as well as other addictions, impact seniors. I'm Barbara McGinnis, your co-host, and in this segment, we're going to be talking with Liz Johnson, who's the executive director of the drug, anti-drug coalition in Sumner County, and she's going to be telling us about prescription safety. How do we uh, protect ourselves, perhaps, or an elder that is on multiple medications? And there is this thing called unintentional drug prescriber or something like a drug dealer, yeah. an accidental drug dealer. So that's a big deal, right, Liz? Absolutely. Welcome. Yeah, Welcome hi. to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, t tell us about what, what is an accidental drug dealer and how do we protect from that? Sure. So um, there is a, a campaign called Count It, Lock It, Drop It. And uh, it was I'm developed. Sorry, what was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Count it, lock it, drop it. Count, Count it, lock, lock it, drop it. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was, uh, it was actually developed in Coffee County at one of, at their anti-drug coalition. Wow. And their tagline is "Don't be an accidental drug dealer." Um, and and the way that someone can protect themselves. So the first thing you have to do is you have to ask yourself some questions um, because really anybody um, at any age, if you have prescription medications in your home, can be an accidental drug drug dealer. Um, and really there's some questions that you can ask yourself. So do you have prescription pain medications or any prescription drugs in your home? Right, um, number one. Number one, do you have children or teenagers in your home? Number two. Do you have visitors in your home? Yes. Have you ever shared your medications with anybody, family or friend? If you can answer yes to any of those questions, you are at uh -huh. risk for being an accidental uh, drug dealer. Okay, so mean, meaning the person, like the older person says here, have, have, have a, Mm -hmm. Have a pill. Sure, I've had I had surgery and I've got some extra medications left over. Um, and I know you you if you have a back injury or back you know oh my back hurts here I have some extra medication mm -hmm. uh, and then go and share it because a lot of times people think that that's an okay thing to do um, to share their medications. Like social use of medication. Exactly. Um, so the best way that somebody can prevent themselves from becoming an accidental um, drug dealer is to properly store their medications. Um, and we. Uh, w one way to do that is to lock up medications. A lot of people think that just putting them in a, in a cabinet um, in their bathroom or putting them where people wouldn't think to look um, is, is safe, and that's normal. I mean, a lot of people think that that's the way to do it, um, but really having them locked up and stored away is the absolute safest way to keep your medications um, from, from you know, being at risk of being taken. Yeah, so that works if you're worried about somebody just taking your mm -hmm. medicines. That doesn't keep you from being the sharer, the helper. Correct. You know. So that really just comes with education and yeah. talking to people um, right. about the, the risks of sharing those medications and, um, and the fact that people can really easily become addicted to these medications um, mm -hmm. without, without knowing it. So education is a yeah. big piece of that. So a drug safety cabinet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first of all, you said, how do you, you know, lock them up or mm -hmm. whatever it is, and you're talking about putting them in a medicine cabinet, and that doesn't sound like the right place to put them. So, you know, things that are not necessarily opioids or prescription drugs that um, have a high risk of, of the, you know, people become addi addicted to, I think those are, those are okay things to keep in a regular medicine cabinet. Um, but talking about opioid pain medications, they absolutely need to be locked up and stored away out of reach of children, out of reach of visitors that could potentially mm -hmm. um, divert those medications. So it's really mm -hmm. important to, to keep them locked up. Okay. And what's a drug safety cabinet? 
So um, a drug safety cabinet, actually I have one here, is uh, it's just a lockable cabinet that you can put your medications in and they do have keys. Yeah, so we can see. Sorry. You you had, you were going like this. Oh, I apologize. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so there, um, it's just a, a lockable cabinet that has a key to it, and um, and then they're stored in there. And then you can. Um, they also have some that have um, uh, combinations. There's oh, yeah. quite a few different options, um, but the ones that we actually give away to residents um, at no cost to the residents in Sumner County um, are these. Are these? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do have. A, they just have a key, and you can store them. You can actually mount them in a cabinet if you'd like. So, so. how many of those do you have on on on? Like in a warehouse? Um, no, so they're actually in our office. Uh, okay. We have a big storage Because facility. everybody, after this airs, everybody's going to be calling you and asking I, for one of these. I hope so. I really do. Um, so we, we purchase them with grant dollars that we have from the state. And, um, mm -hmm. and we, you know, at this point, I think we have probably have 150 in our office. But uh, we have okay. the capability to, to hold quite a few. So. You can get like 10,000? I don't know about 10,000, but <laughs> I'll get there. We'll figure it out. Okay. But really, other drug coalitions across the state. I mean, I'm kind state. of serious <laughs> about this because we want this. I, people I, need to know about sure, this stuff. Sure, absolutely. And Really, um, drug coalitions across the state, uh, they, most of them, there's 43, they all house these and stock them and, and give them out to their community members as well. So um, I hope they all do call. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Well, and then I guess another part of this is how to dispose of medications that have either expired or, you know, maybe you're just done with it, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, there, uh, the DEA does two national drug take back days a year. Um, there's one in the spring and then there's one coming up again in October. Um, and that is a way that people can really, we really encourage it's a campaign to get everybody to clean out their cabinets and get everything out at one time. Um, if people have medications that they would like to um, get rid of throughout the year, there are different permanent drop boxes. Uh, most of them are housed in law enforcement agencies. Uh, in, in our county we have seven permanent boxes, Walgreens, um, a lot of different pharmacies are carrying them or holding them now. So um, those are ways that people can then, when they're done with them, just go drop them off and um, and be done with them, get them out of the community, out of, uh, or they've out of their home. Or they've mm -hmm. expired mm -hmm. medicines Absolutely. that you have to get, you don't want to just hold on to. Right, right. Okay. Okay, so you're Sumner County Anti-Drug Coalition. Yes, sir. Or tell us about overdoses in Sumner County. Are they common, uncommon? Are they primarily teenagers uh, popping pills, or, or who's the? Tell us about the statistics on that. Sure. Um, so the the numbers are really alarming with prescription drug overdoses, um, and the, and they are on the rise for sure. Um, and it it doesn't affect just teenagers anymore. It's affecting all demographics. It's affecting um, all ages. Uh, and and it's that those numbers are just continuing to rise. And I, I believe in 2015 there were. Uh, 623 reported inpatient and outpatient visits just for opioid overdoses, um, and then 21 overdose deaths in 2016. Now, in speaking with law enforcement, these numbers have easily doubled since then. Um, in two and, years, less mm -hmm, than two years. Mm -hmm, absolutely, and it's it's scary. And a lot of some of them are, are accidental overdoses that um, either seniors have. And that actually is a conversation that I had with um, Gallatin Police Department recently about about having um, those accidental overdoses. They're seeing more and more of those of people. Mm -hmm. um, Taking too many medications at one time, or mm -hmm. um, not keeping track of when they've taken their medication. So it's not—it's not just teenagers popping pills. It's—it's right. um, it's really right. Which we've learned already that a lot of a lot of older people are doing the same thing. Absolutely, unfortunately, it's so for opioid overdoses. Mm -hmm. There's a new medicine that will help <laughs> reverse or counteract the, mm -hmm. the effect. Who can use it, and where where is it? Is it just in the ERs? 
No, so um, naloxone is the generic name, but Narcan is what is um, is well known now. Um, and now um, emergency responders have it. Uh, law enforcement is now carrying it. Um, and, and the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services now has a grant to get Narcan to lay people across the state. Anybody who would like to carry it, who has a family member who's at risk, elderly people who are concerned that maybe they have a friend, really anybody. And okay. there's a training, a short training online that the Tennessee Department of Health has put together. Um, and then they are able to um, carry naloxone and the Narcan. Narcan, Narcan is the brand. Not, not a new drug. Uh, right, right. Yeah. So, um, and that's, it's very simple to use. Um, it's a nasal spray and, um, and really it has saved many, many lives. Um, and it's, it really is available. They would like to have it available to anybody who wants it. That's really the goal. Wow. Anybody who wants it, meaning members of the lay people? Absolutely. Okay. Um, and, and we have trained, I have, um, I have some in my office that if someone comes to me and says, uh, you know, I have my daughter's at risk, she's, you know, using um, opiate medication, or um, I so can train that person. So they should call you person. too? They can, absolutely. Okay, get some, get some Narcan? Yeah. They're also, you know, other coalitions across the state have it as well, and, okay. um, and there are, there's a whole list of them, and, and there are ways that they, you know, people can contact them if they're not right here. Okay, so let's put your contact information sure. up and tell us a little bit about the work of the Sumner County Anti-Drug Coalition. Sure, so we don't just focus on the opioid crisis, that's a, you know, a big topic right now, but we also do uh, uh, underage drinking initiatives. Um, we focus on getting people off of tobacco, you know, stop gotcha. using tobacco, those sorts of things. So Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks a lot. Uh, and so sometimes people have an injury or have had a procedure where pain management is needed. So how is the opioid crisis affecting the way patients manage their pain? Stay with us and we'll talk about that when we return.